spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 wet and rainy Monday, baby. Welcome back, man. Oh, it's good to be back. So you were out Friday. We had Kirsten Cinema in studio. Yes. Um, she says hello. I bet she did. You were out in California. California. I saw I saw some of the uh, uh, the video on the old uh, interwebs. Oh, good, good. You saw some of it. Good, good. Yeah. California was good? California was beautiful and expensive. Nothing <laughs> got stolen except my money at the stores when I had to pay for stuff. Yeah, the last two times, right, Becky Lenny went to California yeah. twice. Let's see. One car was stolen. The other time, everything was stolen out of the other car. Yeah. Well, you got off lucky this time, man. No. 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 I'll just say this. How expensive (laughs) shoes are? Shoes. Like Nikes? Okay. What in God's name? Are you buying it for the kids? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about, like, I want this one. Why is it in a glass thing? (laughs) Oh, that one's $1,200. Oh, Do I get both shoes and $1,100 with it? No. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Insane. You tell the kids they can walk barefoot. That's it. You know? Like I used to do as a kid. Yeah. You guys ever heard of kids? <laughs> huh? Anybody want a super flyer? You guys are gonna love these. <laughs> you priced kids lately? Converse. Remember those used to yeah, be the cheapies. Converse. I used to get Converse twenty bucks. I know seventy dollars. It's right. canvas. Yes, exactly. With no support, really. No support. If you're playing <laughs> basketball, prepare to break your ankle. So uh, last Friday we had Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema in. I want to I want to play you. Uh, 30 seconds of yeah. a question that I asked. And let's let's dive into it. Because um, there was so much to ask her. Brittany Griner, obviously about the her becoming an independent. But before she left, I wanted to hit her with this question. Um, and here, here it is. Take a listen. You like Ducey's shipping containers? So when I asked her that, it's funny because... By the way, all over the Sunday shows this weekend was shipping containers in some way, shape, or form. I know. Yeah. Her face kind of changed. It went from like, you know, we're talking about serious stuff and it didn't go funny. Like she didn't smile when she answers the question. It was like the it's like she thinks this is the dumbest idea in the entire world to put these shipping containers up. You like Ducey's shipping containers? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure that's particularly useful to. I mean, like, like that's that's kind of uh, what what word am I looking for? It's a bit of a shot. It's like this is a bunch of horse crap. I mean, that's basically what she said. She doesn't like them. You like Ducey's shipping containers? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure that's particularly useful, to be honest. What I hear from our Border Patrol men and women, these guys, men and women in blue on the front lines, what they tell me is they need more resources. Uh-huh. They need a raise. They're having trouble with retention. They're having problems keeping and hiring folks. They tell me they need more boots on the ground. They tell me they need new vehicles. They need body armor and cameras. They need technology. What I want to do is provide our Border Patrol men and women the resources they tell me they need because nobody knows what's needed on the border to secure our community better than them. Okay, so let me just read between the lines. Yeah. She thinks they're a joke. I, I saw yeah. it in her face and in her answer, it's not like, yeah, these aren't, I, you know, I, I don't think I'd go down this road. It was, yeah, these things aren't particularly working. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, listen, Kirsten Cinema talks to the Border Patrol all the time. Yeah, she is one of the few uh, that actually speaks with them. You know, right? Everybody throws the grenades about all oh, this or that, but the reality is, she's been very much in contact. Her and, and Tillis and a few others with the actual border control. What do you guys actually need? By the way, the number one thing they always tell me is uh, an actual direction of law enforcement that we can follow the rules. So they always tell me if they could have one thing, it's the remain in Mexico like thing back. That would be their big thing. 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's Unless, the frustration. And, you know, in a couple of years, if a Republican takes over the, the White House, then it could come back. Or they get a pathway for DACA recipients to move themselves into to citizenship, uh, you know, through residency. Right. And the Democrats finally say, fine, that's fine. Let's change the asylum program. Then maybe you could get something like that. Yeah. So in asking her about the shipping containers, she is not a fan. Uh, let's see. Katie Hobbs is not a fan. Yeah. Will Katie Hobbs actually remove the shipping containers? Because you're right. If you watch some of the Sunday talk shows, and I watch some of it, uh, first of all, it was mostly all about Arizona. It was about cinema going to be an independent. It was about those shipping containers. It was about Brittany Griner from Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, all the Sunday shows are really about Arizona. And so... I, I, I go back to Katie. In a good way, kind of, as opposed um, to three weeks ago when it was all about Carrie Lake. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. It was better this time. It was absolutely better. It was a lot better this time. Uh, and and just to, to, to throw this out, a little later, we will break our rule and we will talk about Carrie Lake for three minutes because there's a very interesting article out about how she self-destructed on the way yeah. towards losing. Very interesting. It's very article. interesting. We'll bring it up towards the end of the hour. but. Is Katie Hobbs going to take office? Because this is our last week. Uh, you and I have shows. We'll yeah. take off for a little while. We'll come back, you know, in January. State's going to look totally different. <laughs> it's not going to look that different. It's going to be super blue. We're going to come back. He's got a green hair. It would feel. Pronouns. Good. Well, I don't think we're going to have that. <laughs> so we'll start the show. Happy, happy Monday. He, yes. her, he, shim. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I just wonder if, if she's going to really remove that kind I of think stuff. She is. Because I think that would be... I think she's oh, going to stop it in the tracks. I, if you, That's different. And remove what she can on federal land. I wouldn't be surprised if she kept it some other places, if she heard from the Border Patrol, saying, hey, it is working here. It may not work other places. Yeah, but you know what that makes her look like? It makes her look like, I don't care what's happening at the border. And I'm not necessarily sure that's the case. I don't know how, how high a priority the border is for the next governor. I really don't. And, and again... It's what, tough because it's what not can a you do? This, you know, you, she's going to have to fight with Biden. Is she going to do that? Let's hope so. But I think if she actually decides to remove the shipping containers, I think it's a bad look for her. I think it's something like it's there. I'm just going to leave it and I'm not going to worry about it. If it's in tribal land, I'm going to remove it. Federal land. They'll probably ask her to remove it. And Federal land. Excuse me. But right? the other places, I wouldn't be surprised if she kept it some places. Uh, but again, I just think it's a waste of her time and resources yeah. to move it. I can understand, Chad, if she says this is costing us millions of dollars. We're going to stop that. OK, fine. Stop it. But don't go so far as to. Remove it. Re- redo, undoing everything. It's like, well, well you're going to spend the money. Up. We just spent the money. Yeah. And if it is working in some places, are you going to talk to anybody? Are you going to actually talk to, to, to Nichols and the Border Patrol and the sheriffs down there in, in Yuma? Not, as we know, Nogales and our buddy over there in uh, Santa Cruz County, who she said, I just heard Cinema uh, said, we're going to provide them with cameras. Don't. Those cameras only catch moths. That's what the guy told us. Mm. As silly as that sounds, if you don't remember, but we had the Santa Cruz sheriff on. Rabbits and moths. He says they have these, these, he says everything's fine at the border. 100%. And they have cameras there. And the cameras will count a rabbit or a moth that moves past it as a migrant. Yeah. So the numbers are skewed. Yeah, the gotaways. And I was like, are you insane? And I, I mean, I just, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. So it'll.
it'll be interesting to see. It will be very interesting to see what she does and if she's going to listen to some people and the powers to be and take an actual, uh, you know, interest in the border, even though she knows she can't do anything. Is she going to at least be able to try to do what she can and sympathize that people are frustrated? Or is she going to follow the Democratic playbook, which is in many cases to ignore? Well, I think Hobbs actually gets a win for just leaving the containers there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nobody thinks that's a great idea. Okay. But... It's not the worst one. And, and by the way, you know what else is not a great idea? Not doing anything. Not doing anything is the worst idea. Absolutely. You know? All right. Uh, coming up next, is the church about to become extinct? This is very interesting. All right. Stay tuned. We'll come back. The Gatos and Chad Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. That is us. You are you. We're funny. Deal with it. By the way, happy birthday. Bob Barker, 99 years old. Make sure you get your uh, animals spayed and neutered or whatever goes on in that world. He's still alive. I can't believe it. He is. He's always, you know, the one year. Like, this can't be the year. He's, you know, he's you know what he reminds me of? Uh, this is awful, but uh, being sick. When I was sick in school, oh, you stay absolutely. home. And then every morning, you know, the, there it is. The price is right. Skinny microphone guy skinny comes out. Skinny microphone. And, and so that's kind of what I remember. When I was sick and I stayed home from school and, you know, middle school or whatever, there you had, there was the price is right. There was. And then Days of Our Lives was also there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Stefano Demera scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Bowen Hope, you know, they had all that stuff, right? Oh, my Lord. Oh, so good. 99 years young. Don't good look, for you. Don't look at me like that, Becky Lynn. You know everybody else watched watched that when they were sick. Of course they did. I was more, yeah. I was more a Luke and Laura guy, but, you know, Is whatever. that so? The general hospital. Is that general, right? Okay. Yeah, more Luke and Laura guy. Okay. I was just letting you guys know that. Uh, the church is struggling to get anybody uh, to show up anymore, uh, especially youngsters. Millennials, Gen X, nothing to do with church. Nothing to do with church at all. In fact, this is what's scary. For the first time since 1933, Gallup did a poll. We have less people who attend church than more. I mean, we have more people that don't attend church than than less. Normally, we'd have f- at least 51%. We're 47%. When they first started doing this, Gatos, it was 7 out of 10 Americans attended some sort of church. Now it's 47%, and the young don't come. Uh, so they're trying everything they can to make it hipper and cooler. It's not going to work. Mm-mm. It isn't. What's not going to work? Making it, make hipper, it and hipper and cooler for a younger generation. I disagree. So. I think it does work. Now, tell me why it doesn't work, and I'll tell you why it does. Uh, why it will. It, it'll work in the world of maybe TikTok. Okay. But it isn't going to work in a world of, of bringing kids to, to you know, a church-like setting and getting them to come. Like a third, like a 25-year-old who's, you know, very liberal, LGBTQ+. Yeah. They look at the church as a whole. I get that. Uh, you know, it, 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 and it doesn't mean they don't believe. Right. It just means church in itself is something they don't want a part of. Okay. I can, all I can do is tell you what I see in my church. So I go to CCV. Yeah. Christ Church of the Valley. They've got uh, campuses all over the valley. Uh, they've got like 13. Yeah. Okay. It's what you would call one of those big churches. Yeah. Uh, but here's what they do. Uh, they, and I know this sounds weird because years and years ago, if you had told me that this this is what would get kids involved, I would probably say you're crazy. They have camp. Church camp. I know. How lame does that sound? Um, but it's not. What they do is they plan it at a place that's a destination that's going to be fun. 
right? So yeah. maybe you do, maybe you, you, you ride the rapids in Colorado, right? That's where they hold it one year. And that's what you look forward to. And then you're not sitting down for a Bible study. Yeah. You're not doing our that. Church, so, our church, you know, I go to Sun Valley. It's the same thing. They had a same, bunch of campus. So they so, got those things. So they, they, have, they have rock music. Yep. And they have it in a big auditorium with a bunch of lights. And the kids, it, it almost feels like a rock concert. Yeah. And the kids are there and they learn and they've got, um, you know, people that they, they look up to that are that are leaders in the church. I'll, I'll just say this. When I went, my, my parents brought me to the Catholic church, so I had to go. And then I had to go to Sunday school and I hated it. I thought it was awful. It was boring. It was stale. I don't think there is a, a group of religious uh, growing up that flee a church more than young people who flee the Catholic right. church when they have a chance. So I bailed uh, the Catholic church. It just wasn't for me. But I'm glad that I found this church because it is more hip. You know, the pastor is up there wearing jeans. You don't have to dress up to go to CCV. Yeah. You can wear whatever you want. God doesn't care what you're wearing. And so I mean, he I, wears sandals. Of course he does. <laughs> so I think I think they've got the right I think they've got the secret sauce. What they want to do, you know, if you're a parent, you know, first my parents took me to church. I'm glad they did that. Yeah. I mean, did I like it? No. Did I like Sunday school? No. Did I did I like the nuns telling me that I was, you know, I didn't have the right attitude? They were right. But no, I didn't like no, that. No. When you go to like a church, like a big church like I go to, uh, it it feels different. You walk in, uh, people are excited to be there. They bring their kids. Yeah, they have they they have they they have events for these kids. They have it's almost it's not Sunday school. It's something much different. And some of these kids get to be with their friends and they get to learn about God. And I just think they do it the right way. So I I do. And if you're just joining us, churches are trying to stay relevant. Uh, and you're right, Chad. These twenty somethings are looking at it and they're like. You know, that's it's not just, for me. It's not for me. I would just say you have to find the right church. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, I mean, I, I, again, the, you know, like when you go look at like when we were growing up, like Jen's, you know, whether it's Gen X or, or you know, the the baby boomers and stuff, you go look at the LGBT, like 1% of people are LGBT. Now the millennials are like 28% of them, you know, are LGBTQ plus A and, and they feel like this is a slap in their face and they're, they're about choice and all of these things and to them that's what leads them because you know when you're younger that's kind of what leads you right if you don't have a you know if you're not liberal when you're under 30 you don't have a, a heart if you're not you know somewhat conservative over 40 you don't have a brain so it's it's, it's a tough thing but to get the younger generation i think it's got to be a lot of stuff like the tiktok and things like that and and more about you know what you screw up in life i golf with my pastor every once in a while Eh, he'll drop an F-bomb when playing golf. I don't want to say anything. Yeah, Not uh, Pastor Chad out there at the head guy, but when I'm the old pastor just retired. Uh, you know, he's a son of a... We're golfing. He does it. His whole thing is, I'm a human being, man. And that's the, these guys that are trying to do new churches where they're gardening with kids and they're trying to bring millennials in. They'll drop a this or that. Their whole thought is, is the minute you find out I'm a pastor, you change. I don't want you looking look at me as a pastor. I want you to look at me as a human being so we can have a real conversation. Yeah. And that's got to be something. He goes, they stop. You know, because they're swearing. And then when they find out I'm a pastor, they don't swear. They don't talk to me about anything. They won't look at me. Everything changes. Well, and pastors are married. Yes. I think that's a big deal. I think when I was in the Catholic Church all those years ago, and you're watching a priest, and, you know, he, he is not allowed to get married. Yeah. And it just does this. Oh, they're, looking right. at that, that, they're looking at that again right now, too. That's not right. a helper. And there's no women that yeah. lead the churches either. It's always you know, and we have plenty of speakers who are women at our church. Yeah, same. 
And I think that's big. I think you've got to you've got to be real. And, you know, I'm not you know, if there's a priest and they're saying the you know, for the Catholic Church to say the same thing every every. And and again, if you're if you're Catholic, up, hey, up, up there. Right. Hey, if you like it, it doesn't matter. That's great. That's great for you. But I think if you bring a kid to a Catholic mass and it's the same every single Sunday, I mean, word for word. Yeah. You're not you're not going to get that. No. You've got to you've got to have somebody that is going to get up there and relate, try and relate to you've you. You've got to engage them yeah. in their level where they want. Otherwise, you're going to lose them. Yeah. And I don't know if that means you find younger people that can speak about God and make oh, absolutely them, those people. But even younger than what we consider a pastor, kind of focus on that. The TikTok younger generation, because that's well, what's going to catch them. One of my nephews wanted me. Uh, this was a year or two ago to go and see the church he was going to. And it was, you know, kind of tiny. We walked into this place, and there's the pastor, much younger, tattoos. Yeah. And you know what? He was great. Absolutely. He was great. I, so he doesn't look like the priest that I grew up with, but that's fine. Yeah, There's that's nothing okay. wrong with that. No, zero wrong with it. Nothing, nothing. Zero so I think he got a look. Well, yeah. So attendance is dipping in churches. They're trying to stay relevant. I think if you have a heart for God, you got to find the place. There is a place out there, there is. that you're going to feel, hey, you know what? I'm home. And, you know. Hey, you can go to church with me anytime. Yeah. I'll take you. Me too. I'm a lot of fun, by the way. I'll go with you. I teach Sunday school sometimes. It's pretty See? awesome. CCB? Gets and your church is Sun Valley. Okay. Yeah. You guys are going to love me teaching uh, Sunday school. I do a lot of good stuff. Great break dancing, <laughs> popping, right. locking. Switch right. Jesus likes. Coming up next, why are journalists dropping dead at the World Cup? This is unbelievable. Could it be because of a t-shirt they wore? Next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Sportsman of the Amazing Program is brought to you by Parker & Sons, Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. You know, you and I are very different with uh, the World Cup. You're a former yes. professional soccer player. Uh, you love the World Cup. Your, your, your eyes are glued to it. I can't get into it. Uh, it's just not for me. Yeah, I played soccer in high school, and I had fun doing it. Uh, and it is a tough sport. It's it's very grueling. Uh, but I can't get into the World Cup, not not even a little bit. There's like, you know, there's just there's not even a small portion of me that really wants to watch it. But there is one thing, at least for me, that's coming out of the World Cup. Um, there's a guy who was a journalist, and apparently, and you know this better than I do. The journalist when it came to like soccer, absolutely the Ameri- World Cup. for for American journalism to to this guy was it the the globe loved him as far as you know all the other journalists soccer players from around the globe they they loved him they respected him tremendously he wanted everybody to watch the game and love the game he it, and and it was I mean he worked for Sports Illustrated I think he worked for a while for Rolling Stone he did a lot of things he was uh, the guy that basically. Coined the phrase the chosen one, King James. He found it like LeBron James after he died this weekend so, talked so about how great that. he was. This journalist is dead. Oh. How old is he? 48. Okay. Did he die because of the T-shirt? Because what we've talked about is, first of all, where, where are these games being played? Cutter. Okay. Qatar. This, this is a journalist who walked in to one of the games wearing a gay pride T-shirt. Yeah. He's not gay, but his brother is gay. Yes. Now, this journalist had to know what part of the world he's in. Oh, he did. Okay, so he and he got kicked out of that game. Well, yeah, he got for he wearing got, the T-shirt. Yeah, they but made did he change. get murdered for wearing the T-shirt? It's a question that I mean, did you hear this man's brother? 
All right, so the journalist is Eric Wall, correct? Yeah. Okay. Grant Wall and his brother is, is Eric. Oh, sorry. Grant Wall is the journalist. His brother is Eric, and Eric is gay. And Eric went on social media. My brother was healthy. He told me he received death threats. I do not believe my brother just died. I believe he was killed. I think the guy was killed. Yeah. I think he was killed over the T-shirt that he wore. It was a gay pride T-shirt. Um, his brother went on. I am Grant Wall's brother. I'm gay. I'm the reason he wore the rainbow shirt to the World Cup. Yeah. So he wore it for his brother. Yeah. Which I got to tell you, Grant has guts because to wear a gay it's like going to iran and wearing a gay pride t-shirt you know we've talked about it they'll kill you you're dead they'll shoot you in the middle of the street yeah so it was very brave of him to do it he did it for his brother who is gay but you know listen do i know a lot about this guy yet no but if he's 48 totally healthy uh, and he didn't wear that shirt. He's alive. I just I, I know conspiracy theorists and all that kind of stuff. But you kind of just got to look at it. What does the smell test say? Smell test says that he's he was killed. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, somebody thought just, he showed up the games. I, I look, he was very sick and exhausted. He had been there weeks before. Working on very, very little sleep. Mm. Uh, so you don't think he was murdered? I, I don't know. His body's now back. It arrived a few hours ago, and there's going to be an autopsy. Uh, they want to look into it uh, about uh, everything. Obviously going to go through it. But the reality is is he, he had bad bronchitis, and he had said he had like a podcast, and he wasn't feeling very well. His Everybody was saying he was working you know, 22 hours a day, going from place to place. And, and, and having it in Qatar is very interesting because you could see multiple games a day. He would see four games a day it's a lot. on top of reporting back here in the United States at different hours and you know it was it's it's a tough thing and, and I look at this and I think could it have happened could it be murdered absolutely could it just be an anomaly of his heart gave out after you know being up for six straight weeks essentially well a possibility by the way his wife is a doctor uh, she said he was completely healthy uh, I, I don't know well you hear about people who on lack of sleep for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks Something like that could happen. Absolutely. But I just got to tell you, the the way he wore the T-shirt, the way he went to that game, he got kicked out. It was a major story. It was actually a bigger story than some of the games. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Grant Wall suddenly dies. He collapses. Was it from exhaustion? Or did somebody kill him because they believe homosexuality is the worst thing in the world? And you should you know, be murdered. Over remember it. The, the parts of the world that we're in where yeah. you have somebody like not that next door MBS, you know, uh, the 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 crown prince, the royal crown prince who ordered the execution. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, he didn't. Of, you know, the Khashoggi, the the uh, Washington Post reporter. So could something like this happen? Absolutely. The, the autopsies, topsy is going to come back and we'll find out. Could he have just been really sick with something? Could his heart have been bad? He was poison. You know, and that's a possibility. Yeah. You know, he was at the game watching the game. And then he fell over backwards in his chair, and they worked on it for twenty or thirty minutes before they took him to the, for the hospital. And uh, it was it was too late by then. It was it's a horrible oh. situation. And another reporter has mysteriously died. It was a photojournalist. See? He was from Qatar mm. or Qatar, and he died. So that's two reporters and seven thousand workers. Seven thousand workers have been, have died too. Yeah, yeah. This is all tied to the World Cup, I think. All right, coming up next, we're going to break our rule. Because, really, there's no reason to talk about Carrie Lake. She lost the election. And she could have whatever, you know, uh, lawyers and, and court cases. 
but we're going to break our rule. We do have new details on the self-destruction of Kerry Lake. And there are two details, at least for me, I find fascinating. And it's really why she lost this thing. Yeah. Next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Lock it in, baby. All right. So we're going to break our rule, spend a couple of minutes on Carrie Lake. such rule breakers. Oh, well, listen, tank. there's no reason to talk about her. She lost the election. She's yesterday's news. If you voted for okay, great. But, you know, we need to talk about the future of Arizona, and she's not the future. But we will break our rule. Uh, because I don't want to go into the inner workings of her court cases and the ridiculousness of that. It's a bunch of horse crap. She can do whatever she wants, but we're not going to cover it. Here's what we will cover concerning Carrie Lake. Uh, there are some new details on how she self-destructed. Because if you look back at the election, listen, this should have been a big red wave. And it was anything but. Every Democrat in the big spot won in Arizona. Yeah. And it's not because the Democrats were so much better or they gave you a better candidate. It's because... You know what? Got to read the room, man. I told everybody, listen, Arizona's purple. Arizona's purple. Independents are going to go towards Hobbs. What we found out is a couple of things. There's a Washington Post article about how Kerry Lake lost. But let me just give you two quick stats. Ten percent of Republicans decided I'm going to go so far as to vote against Kerry Lake. Yeah. And I'm going to vote for Hobbs. Ten percent of Republicans did that. Now. If you want to look at independents like us, broke for Hobbs by seven percentage points. That's big, too. That's the race. But in this article, it really does point to a lot of the internal documents. And it looks at, you know, certain meetings that took place. And I guess you got to take it with a grain of salt because, you know, some people that are speaking, who knows if they're telling the truth. Well, some people on a losing thing, you want to make sure you look good for the next because your goal is to find the next, you know, group you can yeah. latch onto and of help course. them win. Yeah. So, of course, you're like, I told her to do the exact opposite. I think some of that may be true. I think there were people out there going, you need to move to the center. I'm looking at this. I'm getting it read of the room and this isn't it but so many people nowadays in that particular sphere of the election deniers and and trump sycophants yeah. seem to just stay the hard line that trump stays and and grift towards that and and off others and it just doesn't work um lake received nearly a hundred and twenty thousand fewer votes than did the victorious republican candidate your favorite state treasurer kimberly Yee. the Yee. a hunch so just think about it those are 120,000 votes that are up for grabs right there. Yeah. That chose to vote for a Republican yeah. further down the ticket. Right. And overlook the person that should have been the top of the ticket. Correct. Now, why did Yee win? She stressed financial literacy. She talked about fiscal discipline. And you know what she said about the conspiracy theories of 2020? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Stay as far away from as you can. Exactly. Exactly. So, this article in the Washington Post also points to kind of what you were saying, too. Um, stop talking about the 2020 election. But what I what I gained from this article is that she bought into it and truly believed it. See, that's the thing we were always wondering. Okay. Was so it real? Was it real? You know, it's so weird, right? Was it real? Did she really buy that 2020 was stolen? And apparently the answer is yes. And what, what I said the, the entire election is, first of all, I'm never voting for an election denier. Yep. You never get my vote. And guess how many people followed what I did or I followed what they did. 
A Nobody, lot. Yeah, a, lot. a ton. A lot of people went down that road. I went down that road. A lot of people went down. I'm not saying they did it because of me. They didn't. Don't get me wrong. But but the, the other thing is, you know, does she really believe it? And if she really believes it, then that makes her absolutely clueless. Yeah. What that does is it makes her gullible. And that I don't want a gullible governor. No. If, I don't think anybody if, does. If you throw somebody and listen, Hobbs isn't great or anything. No. I mean, I'm not saying that or anything. But my goodness. So she bought it. The 2020 thing, she, she still it. believes that it was stolen. And again, everybody's waiting around. Show us the proof. There nah, is never any proof. Waiting around. Never any proof uh, to be shown. Yeah. Not, so, in, not in a courtroom. Maybe on the internet, but never in a courtroom. A lot of people tried to get her to go a different way. And she's like, nah, if you're a Republican and you don't like McCain, don't yeah. vote for me. How'd that work out? So insane. Coming up next at Arizona Democrats, four Senator Cinema out of the party. That's next.